Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Horses with me, Meg Parkinson. This is episode 18 and I'm coming from you from the north-northwest of Scotland. We're currently glamping in a little pod, so if you can hear my daughter running around behind me, she's just about to be thrown into a shower. Um, And the other overwhelming noise is this beautiful burn gushing past us down the rocks to the sea so I have to say it's seriously relaxing but I'm here to give you episode 18 and this is a kind of audio lesson stroke could be an unmounted session on how traditional aids work with your horse So the negative reinforcement way may be known as or just using your legs, hands, etc. There's a part one and a part two to this. This is part one. So enjoy. Hello. I'm joining you on evening. Hello, I'm joining you on an evening where we've just been at the local county show, it's the second day and I've snuck away to have a nice chilled hack with my girly before we head away for holiday. So um, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do today so I'll... <laughs> write this in in the show notes but we'll see where we end up my first thing was is talking about so this is going to be a bit of a blah chatter whilst you ride and hack with maybe some exercises to do whilst you're riding just to see um how horses learn so probably nowadays you might be well aware of uh, R plus and R minus kind of negative and positive reinforcements and I'm going to discuss with you what negative reinforcement or equine learning theory is and how that relates to the traditional way of riding which still most people I still follow and yes we still use kind of positive reinforcement as well but ultimately the traditional way of riding is uh, is now considered negative reinforcement which sounds quite not very nice because it says negative in it but it's nothing to do with one's better or one's worse it's just how how we teach horse so ultimately with the traditional set of aids that we have with our legs our voice our hands our seat and then the artificial aids of whips and spurs they are all a pressure aid they apply some sort of element of pressure on our horse whether it be a physical pressure through 
our body or whether it be a noise pressure through our voice they are all a physical they are all a pressure that our horses naturally would not enjoy or choose to have horses naturally live in big open spaces with not a lot of noise going on around them and certainly not a lot of pressure on their bodies and so the way we have shaped those pressures is using them to train our horses and to get them to kind of work with us and do things that we would like to do with them but so often people don't actually understand how an aid really works and that every time we are in contact with our horse and every time we ride our horse we are the trainer even if we don't consider ourselves as a horse trainer even if we don't consider ourselves as very advanced in our riding we are constantly training teaching affecting the way our horse is understanding its way in the world and that's because every time we apply a sort of any sort of pressure or give the horse any sort of reward we are telling them something and it's really key actually as a rider to understand what on earth we're telling them for one and also um, how they are then learning from that what kind of what lesson what process are they learning from that so let's talk about the aids when we apply an aid we apply pressure so whether that's tightening of the seat muscles squeezing of the lower leg muscles squeezing the reins tightening of the shoulders it's all a pressure that will act on our horse's body and what that pressure does is that pressure creates a discomfort for the horse a thing that the horse doesn't really want to be happening and this is sometimes quite hard to get our head around because we love our horses so why would we be asking that so it's not like we're not causing them pain but we're, we're making we're, we're kind of making their life a little bit harder and the moment and the moment of learning is the key here because the horse does not learn from you applying the pressure the horse learns from you the moment you release that pressure because the release of the pre pressure is the reward so this is really really key because if you apply let's say a leg aid to walk on and your horse walks on you if you stop using your leg aid at that point you are saying to them well done your response to my leg aid was correct when i applied that pressure that you didn't like you moved i released that pressure therefore that is correct for them that might sound quite complicated language but for them that's basically okay that pressure was applied to my size i didn't like it how did i get rid of it i moved oh and then the pressure went so every time i feel that pressure on my sides 
if I move, that pressure releases, so it goes away. And this is really, really key because the amount of riders I see that use pressure but don't understand the timing of the release and then wonder why their horses don't necessarily go forwards off the leg are a little bit maybe what we would label dead to the leg. And I'm just focusing on the leg here, but this is any sort of aid. Horses that we need to use quite a lot of aid on because the release isn't coming, the timing of the release isn't there. So if you apply a leg aid to ask your horse to walk on, and they walk on, but then you either consciously or unconsciously continue to apply that leg aid, your horse doesn't get the reward for walking on. They don't get the yes, that's what I wanted you to do. They just keep the pressure that they're trying to get away from is continuous. And what the pattern I tend to see with horses, and this is my own experience from watching people ride, lots of different horses it, is if that pressure is continued, the horse will try many different things to try to release that pressure. And some of them are really obvious and some of them are very subtle. So one of the things might be that they start to walk a bit faster. Okay, well, the press is not released, so what if I walk a bit faster? What if I trot? What if I walk a bit sideways? What if I slow down? And things can happen a little bit differently depending on whether you are consciously or unconsciously applying the pressure. So what I mean by this is if you've got a positional twitch, if you've got a habit within your position that you don't necessarily realise that you're doing, so maybe your lower leg swings a little bit and bounces off your horse's side, without you even realising it, you are constantly applying an element of pressure. If you are a little bit tight through your seat muscles, without you realising it, you are constantly applying a bit of pressure with your seat. If you are slightly balancing off the reins, without you realising it, you are constantly applying a pressure to the horse's mouth. So even when you're not conscious of it, you may still be applying this pressure. So therefore, the horse doesn't get that release. And what normally happens when it's an unconscious pressure is the horse has to do something quite sudden to create a release. So they might jump sideways or they might swish their tail or they might even buck or do something silly. And what happens there is the rider goes and releases the pressure because they suddenly kind of get shocked out of their pattern. And unfortunately, what happens there is the release has come for when the horse was doing something that they didn't really want them to do. And there's a slight, tiny little lesson that's just gone in into the horse have gone, okay, so a release comes when I do that. Now that doesn't mean the horse is forever going to do that, but if that is a pattern that's constantly repeated, because another thing with horses is they learn through repetition. So if a pattern is constantly repeated, <clears throat> so let's go to the artificial aid of the whip. You tap your horse and they don't respond, for example. So you tap them again and they don't respond. So you tap them again and they bark. 
and so now you're a bit scared of the buck so you don't tap them again so the release of the whip pressure has gone with the with the buck and that is a repeated pattern suddenly the whip means buck because the release has come from the buck not the moving forwards if the leg aid is released when the horse suddenly stops and i've seen this happen a lot with a conscious pressure where the rider's gone my horse is quite lazy so oh i've got a good walk so i'm going to keep that walk by putting my leg on so they keep like the leg is going keep going keep going this is great keep going this is great rather than sitting quietly and then the horse is like but the horse doesn't understand that that means keep going this is great the horse is going well you're still applying the leg pressure so what i'm doing must be wrong so what about if i do this and they might trot and then the rider goes oh amazing a great trot keep going this is great keep going this is great so the leg stays on and the horse is going okay well the trot didn't get the leg pressure off and then they get to the point and i've seen this quite often where the horse just suddenly like stops and the rider goes oh and it's so knackered because they've been using their leg the whole time they stop using their leg for a moment and it might be only for uh, 10 seconds but the horse goes oh well the leg stopped when i stopped and then the pattern is repeated over and over again and then suddenly this horse has gone from being going forwards off the leg to finding that the release of the leg comes from when they stop so when the when i when this rider applies the leg i'll just slow down and stop rather than going forwards I hope you're with me here. I'm aware this might be tired gobbledygook, but hopefully you're there. So the biggest thing with our aids is understanding how they work with our horses. It's not the appliance of the aids that is telling the horse what to do. It's the releasing of the pressure that is teaching the horse what you want from them. So if you aren't aware of act, the actual release if you're only aware of the applying of the aids, you could be releasing when your horse is just doing something just a little bit where you don't want them to do it. And again, through repetition, the horse will learn that over the other way. So how do we make sure we do that? Well, first of all, we have to reward, reward every try. So if you apply your leg pressure and your horse moves forwards, you need to stop applying that leg pressure. Physically hold your legs away from the horse's sides for a moment to say, well done, that's what I wanted you to do. And then you can apply the leg pressure again. And if you get the reward of a walk on you to hold the leg pressure off, well done, that's what I want you to do. And the thing here is to be brave, to be really brave about sitting quietly. So your horse will learn what you want your horse to learn is that if you if you are going well or correct or how, whatever terminology you want to use, I will create a nice, happy space for you to be in. So I won't apply any pressure. I won't be. I'll just sit nice and quietly and make it nice and comfortable for you. When you are going incorrectly, that's when the pressure gets applied. So let's take a simple walk for example if you are walking on actively and forwards i won't apply my leg i will keep my leg off your side i will sit quietly with a nice still leg with no gripping no tension freedom of your muscles to move 
but the second you slow down or that walk changes to something I don't want that's when the pressure gets applied and as soon as you walk on again I will release the leg so it's kind of a like daring you're having this conversation with your horse but you're also daring them like you're saying this is where I want you to be so I'm just going to sit really still now and I'm just going to wait for you I'm going to trust that you're going to keep that walk but I'm going to wait for you to maybe change your mind or try something different and that's when the aid gets put on so I'm not going to place the aid on to maintain this walk because that's uncomfortable for you so that's not rewarding the nice walk that's just constantly nagging I'm going to sit really quietly my legs are going to be really still I'm not going to use my aids at all at this point because I'm really happy with this walk so I'm going to keep the pressure off of you but when that walk changes to something that I'm not too happy about or not too sure about that's when the aid gets put maintained back to what I wanted that's when the aid is taken away so if you're listening to this whilst you're hacking and you're just kind of pondering it just notice what let's think about our legs just notice what your legs are doing have you is your horse walking nicely and have you unconsciously or consciously been using your legs even when they've been walking nicely and what happens if you take your legs off of their sides as they walk what actually happens to that walk does it deteriorate or does it continue and if it continues keep your legs off the horse's side so you're rewarding them for having a nice walk but if it deteriorates it's the moment it starts to deteriorate you put the aid on and the moment that the walk is established again you take the aid off and you sit quietly again and by doing this you're starting to have this lovely communication with your horse where you're not overusing your aids you're not nagging away at their sides you're not creating them to be you're starting to have this light lightness and what you'll probably find is you're a few repetitions you won't actually have to use much aid at all and this is i've seen miracles turn around with this where i've had riders tell me that the horse won't move it's dead to the leg it's not off its leg i can't get it forwards i can't get it in front she won't do that she's known as really lazy all those kind of like stories and I watch the rider I'm like well you are literally like like you need to do that because you feel like your horse isn't going anywhere but what was to happen if we were to use our aid strong enough to get them to go somewhere and then not use any aid once they're there what would happen then and we play with that a bit and then we repeat it so the your horse slows down so you repeat you say go forwards and then you sit quietly again and then what will probably happen is after a few strides your horse will slow down and you'll repeat it but what will happen over a, a very quick amount of time is your horse will go oh if i stay here i just get left alone this feels good this feels nice mum's just up there kind of doing her thing but she's not nagging me oh I can start to feel my sides again I'm not having to brace against those legs all of the time oh this feels nice and soft oh this walk feels good and then something and then they'll forget about it and then you'll pop your leg on again 
but then they'll get there and slowly the gap between you having to put your leg on and them slowing down or changing suddenly becomes longer to the point where instead of doing three or four strides you're doing 10 or 15 strides and then you're finding that actually you don't have to use your leg to to maintain the walk anymore at all your leg then becomes an aid to create the bend rather than a, a forward motion aid and suddenly you are having to use just a calf twitch and not a full-on kick or squeeze and that horse that you used to call lazy suddenly becomes highly sensitive because there's a there's a there's a different you are now focusing on when you are releasing rather than when you are using your aid and you are then able to think about your position more because it's really hard to focus on sitting nicely with open hips and da 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 if you are having to constantly use your leg aid because you will become naturally tight from using your leg aid so you can then start to think about sitting nicely and sitting more quietly because instead of focusing on applying the aid you're focusing on when you release the aid and that is what traditional riding negative reinforcement is it's rewarding with a negative removal of the aid rather than application and that's the same with your seat it's the same with your voice if you're all and not really getting a response but just kicking away that that voice becomes null and void it's just a constant sound to your horse that they've stopped listening to and then you it becomes useless just like the leg but if you acquire Can they respond to it they get the release you you stop using it again suddenly that aid becomes useful again you don't have to use so much of it so how our horses learn through the process of our aids is really key because you can very quickly change a horse that is known to be quite laid back lethargic dead to the leg all of those labels into something quite forward thinking and active if you time your aids right and you could also go the other way of take a very forward thinking active horse and over a, a reasonably short period of time turn them into something that doesn't listen anymore because you've nagged them without realizing it and i know none of this is done through anything other than you trying your best with the knowledge that you know and sometimes unfortunately we're not taught we're taught what aids to use but we're not taught how to use them so we're taught leg means go reins means dark steer but we're not taught about the timing and the subtleties of these and then suddenly when we get to that kind of stage in our life where we're riding these horses to a different level we're like i don't understand why these people can do it and they make it look so easy or they make it um their horses are so responsive 
and basically they've just been taught timing timing of that release so that's part one of how to use your aids how how you um your horses learn it's a bit different to the audio lesson that maybe i would normally give you but i think it's probably even more important the next episode will be part two of the different levels of pressure that we use when we use our aids and how we can um create a situation where we're using very little pressure and getting good responses as always if you think this episode will have helped someone can you point them in this direction maybe um let them know that this is what's happening in this little riding club situation and if you um want to know a little bit more tune in to part two of this which we will go through different levels of pressure and how we can then be even more in the details of how we use our aids for now i will say goodbye Hi, me again. Just a little reminder that if you enjoy my content and want to learn more, join my community and basically further your knowledge in both horses and your own rider position, I have opened the doors to my new online riding club and you can get involved too for £15 a month you can have access to so much information, teachings, lessons from equi-stretch sessions through to our private podcast, schooling ideas, audio lessons and so, so much more. So the link is in the show notes. Um, head over there and I'd love to see you as part of the community.